Hi everybody, this is Dyer with Northwest Nerd. Ace Comic Con recently came to Seattle and Northwest Nerd was included in its programming. Northwest Nerd partnered up with the podcast after these messages to produce a joint podcast live on stage at Ace Comic Con. It's part after these messages and part Northwest Nerd. So what you are about to hear is Andrew Walsh and Genevieve Haz from After These Messages, as well as Nick Jarn and myself from Northwest Nerd discussing the commercials that make us nerds. After these messages, we'll be right back. I can't believe I ate that whole thing. Are you in good hands? And now, a word from our sponsors. Well, hello, everybody, and welcome to a special live edition of After These Messages here at the Ace Comic Con in Seattle, Washington. This is the podcast where we talk about TV commercials. We talk about good ones, talk about bad ones, and we talk about ones where people say weird like this. My barbecue nights used to turn into a toilet nightmare, but with the pushover plunge, my toilet troubles are gone. Uh, my name is Andrew Walsh. My toilet troubles are gone. Uh, <laughs> sitting here to my right is uh, my co-host Genevieve Has. Hey, Genevieve. Hi, Andrew. Hi, everybody. We are excited to be here on the podcast stage. Thanks to the folks at Ace for asking us to be here today. And again, we are teaming up with our good friends at the Northwest Nerd Podcast today. Let me introduce you to them. We have Nick Jarin and Dyer Oxley here at the end of the table. Identify yourself, boys. Uh, I am Nick Jarin. I am identified as Dyer Oxley. And uh, here's, a, that. here's a quick explainer on how this works. Genevieve and I co-host this podcast. Again, it's called After These Messages, and uh, it's a weekly podcast. Every week, we dissect TV commercials, and today we decided to take a look at commercials that are kind of rooted in nerd culture. Right, Veeves? That's right. It's, it seemed uh, completely appropriate. That's right. And um, Nick and Dyer, I'll let you guys explain what you do over on Northwest Nerd. What's your whole deal? Yeah, we are a magazine-style podcast, so we have different segments. We do a lot of original reporting. We cover pop culture, science, and technology with a Pacific Northwest focus because we all know that there are a ton of nerdy podcasts out there, but not nearly enough of them are doing actual reporting and talking about this wonderful region full of very nerdy people. Wow, did you just take a shot at other podcasts? Yeah, that's I do it all the time. Be, that's, that's a record. <laughs> that was fast. Um, Genevieve and Dyer, you guys have been collecting some of these commercials from over the years that are pretty nerdy in some way or another. And Dyer, you've created a quiz for us too, right? I have basically woven together our niches into a quiz that will cross over between both podcasts that will either be amazingly entertaining or will crash and burn and be very embarrassing, which both have happened on our podcast. Both are very entertaining. <laughs> Crashing and burning is not the worst thing to happen sometimes in a situation like this. So, all right. Thanks, guys. Let's get into this. Let's start with Spider-Man, since we have the perfect theme song for it anyway. Thank you to the Ramones for not suing us. Uh, Genevieve, what is this first commercial we have uh, set up here? This is for something called Chef Boyardee Spider-Man Pasta. 
Um, and I think it's just a good place to get us started. The superheroes like Spider-Man, uh, there is no product for which they will not take money to advertise. And I think this one uh, will take you back to the 80s if you are old like we are. Something new is shaking from Chef Boyardee and kids everywhere are getting into it. New Spider-Man pasta. Whoa! Come on, let's show Mysterio the ropes, kid. Hello! Looks like he'll be hanging around for a while. Totally webbed out Spider-Man shape smothered in secret sauce. New Spider-Man pasta from Chef Boyardee. So hot, it's practically radioactive. Thank goodness for Chef Boyardee. I don't know if advertising your food as radioactive is necessarily what the best approach. thinking with that tagline? So hot, it's practically radioactive? I mean, best case scenario, rather than getting bit by a radioactive spider, you eat radioactive pasta and get right. pasta powers? What is a pasta power? It's soft when wet. <laughs> By the I'm al dente man. <laughs> By the way, more than three minutes and you're useless. Is this um, <laughs> this is really showing how ill suited I am for this kind of event? I didn't even know about this Spider-Man nemesis until I saw this commercial. Literally, Chef Boyardee introduced me to what is it, Mysterioso? Mysterio. Mysterio. So this is good for you because this uh, character is going to come out in the next Spider-Man film coming out Ju July, this next month. So I think like next you are week. now prepared. But, well, could you prepare me more? He, Mysterio has one of my favorite backstories. Uh, a lot of Spider-Man villains have really weird backstories, but Mysterio in particular is a failed actor from the future <laughs> who is good at using special effects. So he decided, you know what I'll do, since I'm frustrated in my career, I'll go to the past and scare people with my special effects that look super real because I'm from the future and commit crimes. What, what part of the real world does he come back to? So he, he's in the future, then he comes back to like our time, 2019? He comes back to like originally, I think like 1964. Yeah. Because he figured great time in America. Yeah, right. Yeah. Well, you know, where were we in Mad Men at that point? <laughs> oh, God. <laughs> he comes back in time. He decides he's going to get into the advertising business. Yeah. Um, so where is he going to be showing up in the new Spider-Man movies? The one that takes place in Europe or whatever? Far yeah, from Spider -Man, home. Spider-Man, Far From Home. He's played by Jake Gyllenhaal. Yes. And it's, it's a little bit confusing because right now in the trailers, it looks like they are buddy-buddy and helping each other out and fighting together. But Mysterio is generally a villain. He's generally kind of a trickster of sorts. So, uh, I don't know. There's a lot of speculation exactly what that storyline's going to be. It fits with the comics where originally uh, he came into the comics and framed Spider-Man for a bank robbery and tried to present himself as the hero. And then that failed because yeah. I mean, we know him as a villain now. Are his, are his storylines typically pasta-driven? <laughs> no, but maybe one should be. Also, I didn't realize that Chef Boyardee bills their red sauce as special sauce. Yeah, I thought that, isn't that a McDonald's thing? It's practically radioactive. It's everybody's. <laughs> exactly. Should we move, I think we're going to come back to the Marvel universe and maybe even the pasta universe later, but uh, for now, should we move into Star Trek? Let's I just have one look. more lingering question, and it's that right. this kid... Goes into the can. Right. Okay, uh -huh. I can take that leap of faith. But then he shoots like a ball out of his spoon at Mysterio, and that part, I didn't understand what that was. It was a magic spoon. We're going to need you to take a that's, leap of faith on this That's the powers you get after eating the radioactive pasta. <laughs> You're able to like, have go. a food fight. 
Right. By the way, I would 100%, if it wasn't for some sort of shame holding me back, I would always buy pasta in funny, fun shapes. I, I feel like I've gotten to an age where that's not socially acceptable to come home with, like, wagon wheels, <laughs> but I would if I lived alone. Wagon wheel is the most fun shape you can think of. Well, so, that's circle. available in my local grocer right now, I think. Yeah. This is a commercial like, from the 80s, but if you went to my kitchen right now, I found at a store, it was all the Avengers Campbell's pasta, so I have Spider-Man. I have Miles Morales. I have Iron Man. Who was the middle one? Uh, where was I? Spider-Man, Miles Morales. Oh, I don't know who that middle guy is. He, he's uh, another Spider-Man. Oh. Yeah, he's another Spider-Man. Okay. Oh, there's so uh, many Spider-Men. You got to watch the one with Miles Morales in it because there's like eight more Spider-Men. Okay. In it. All right. Should we move on to uh, Star Trek then? Let's get yes, to some Trek. That's, right. that's my wheelhouse. Yes. So this is for a Hallmark and it stars Leonard Nimoy. Excuse me. I'm interested in the new collector's ornament from Hallmark. Ah, the shuttlecraft Galileo from the Starship Enterprise. Precisely. You know, it lights up when you plug it in. And listen. Shuttlecraft to Enterprise. Spock here. Happy holidays. Live long (laughs) and prosper. Fascinating. For a store in your sector now carrying the Star Trek ornament, call 1-800-HALLMARK. Live long and prosper, right? No. I'll take five. (laughs) Can I just say, we saw this commercial yesterday... And I got so excited that I went to eBay, and for $9, I have one of these Hallmark ornaments being shipped to me right now. It was only $9? Yes. They are, they are all over eBay. You can, you can get them for nothing. Hallmark no, I was really so surprised. Of these. I thought it was going to be like, oh, I'll bet you you can buy one for $250. <laughs> yeah. And then when it was $9, I was like, well, we can't afford not to buy it. Exactly. I should get five. Let yes. me see if I get this straight. This is an ornament that you plug in. This is not battery powered. I, I'm, I'm unclear. We'll really one of those back. ones that like, you plug it into the string light. You take out one of the lights. I think, it, I think that's what happens. Oh, yeah. okay. So that's the shuttlecraft Galileo, Vives. Is that? Do you know where that fits in canon? You know, I have to admit, I am more of a TNG uh, mm-hmm. loyalist, so I'm not as familiar with the original series. I do Picard. love Leonard Nimoy, though. And Picard I lo- is my captain, so yes. I can, I can ex- <laughs> like to explain this. But uh, in the original series, all the, uh, all the uh, shuttles essentially have their own little sub-names, but they will be numbered under the actual... Ship. So 1701, and then I forget what Galileo was. But Galileo is one of the shuttles that comes out of the Enterprise in the original series. And then they had a whole bunch of other ones in, uh, in Star Trek's Next Generation. Or like in DS9, where you have the <laughs> Defiant, which is its own ship assigned to the station. <laughs> if you followed me along with any of that. <laughs> so these are the little guys. It's sad to say that I yeah. did follow that. Okay. So you're on a big ship, but then you need to send just a few people like right. down to a planet somewhere right. so they can make out with the aliens. Exactly. And they need to get on the shuttlecraft when, Galileo. When the uh, transporter is down. Okay. They blew a fuse. Yeah, or right, right. Yeah. I actually like the looks of this thing a great deal. Like, yeah, I'm excited to get wise. it. All right, let's stick with Star Trek here for a second. This is for MCI, which... Probably 90% of the people at this, uh, at this event are too young to even know what MCI is. It I was didn't a, know what it was. Yeah, as a phone carrier. I think, <laughs> do we get into some more like 1-800-COLLECT stuff later? Did we scratch that from I, our list? I think we scratched it. But there was a period in American history uh, for the younger people in the audience when it was very hard to make long-distance phone calls. And there were uh, any number of workarounds that your dad was always sending you, like, use this 15-digit <laughs> code to call mom and me at home, and it'll only be a, a penny for a minute. 
And you can uh, only call, though, during certain yeah, times, right? Yeah, but you can right? only call between 3 a.m. and 6 a.m., so, right. you know. It was pre-Framly plan, I believe. <laughs> um, all right, so this is for MCI, and this stars the Star Trek cast, right? Yeah, pretty much Susanna with MCI. She recently started a great friends and family calling circle. A group of friends that wanted to get back in touch. I believe I actually said we should resume communicating. So Anna called and I signed up. And Chris called me. I thought if anybody belongs in friends and family, it's us. I used to get tired of staring at those faces. Now I kind of miss them. I joined to save the 20% because when I call him, I end up talking to an answering machine, which is more interesting than he is. I'm usually home. I'm just selective about the calls I take. <laughs> when they were forming the circle, they obviously saved the best for last. Oh, that's why she called me next. Who is that? How did you get in there? There seems to be some error. I believe you're in the wrong circle. Colin, start saving an extra 20% on calls to your own friends and family I'm a little, ki- I'm a little confused why there's a huge room full of people no. at the end what who are, are applauding a- this, this uh, party line. Yeah, what? Sh- I guess they're just all, like everyone at MCI who was like a big Star Trek fan was like, yeah, I got to be there for this. Right. Like, got to see this group call. That's how phones used to work. They used to have these giant rooms that would <laughs> put all of our phones lines together and then listen into what we were saying. Oh yeah, okay, it was just right. a modern version of that, like an entire NASA control room, just so that you can talk to your four friends. Like, is this a shuttle lunch or is right. it a phone call? Now, is there an, a, an equivalent of that these days where people like get on a, a like a party line together? And does anybody want to? do that like Wait, i've so never then, done that like, except clar- for business i guess clarify something for me because it, this was slightly before my time a party line is like one number that you call and like whoever answers it answers it oh no but that would be awesome i think it's just a way to like talk to all of your friends it's, you know like you're in high school and you want to talk to your friend tony but then you're like hey let's bring tim in on this i had two friends their names were tim and tony so i'm out of examples now but you could just like you know kick back for an evening and just get all of your friends on the line together yeah, had they just free. call your phone, right? What's that? They just call your phone at home? Yeah, but then somehow you'd conference everybody in, essentially. Okay. This is like a precursor to when you get like a family plan with your cell phones. Like everybody gets on one account together, you get like five phones, five lines, and you all are bundled up together. This is kind of like that, only you weren't charged extra if you're going to call after 11 p.m. at night. And you can have a party together. And you can have a party together. Let me ask you a question about this particular party line. Do you believe for a second that the real cast of Star Trek like, likes to kick it and talk to each other all the time. <laughs> yes, but without Shatner. <laughs> I was going to say the exact same thing. You stole my yeah. joke. Shatner's not at this one, right? No, he's, he's not at this, no, he gets at this con. He gets, oh, he's not at this con? Right, no, yeah. I don't think so. We're safe. Okay. It's Jeremy Renner. Nobody make any Jeremy, Jeremy Renner Jeremy, joke. if you can hear me, come over to this stage. <laughs> Jeremy, follow the sound of my voice. Talk we want to know estate. what you know about Star Trek. Um, actually, do, should we jump back now to the Marvel Universe with yeah. the invoking of, of Renner? Uh, the next one, I think, is a new one. Instead of a 1980s Spider-Man, this is uh, the Geico Gecko getting in on some Thanos action, right, Vives? That's right. Um, If the awesome powers of the gauntlet were bestowed on the tiny Gecko, what would happen? This commercial dares to ask. What if I wielded the power of the Infinity Gauntlet? I could bend reality to my will with a snap of my fingers. Just saved money with Geico. I saved hundreds of dollars. Nice. That is a lot of money. The power is exhilarating. (laughs) (coughs) I just got something in my throat. Yeah. Marvel Studios. Can I just say that the? uh, I'm sorry. Were you about to say something, Vives? I cut you off. Yep. 
Um, the I love the premise of this, the idea of, you like, I snap my fingers, everybody gets the good insurance, but then it fizzles out as a commercial. It's just like, I feel like they could have made another Marvel Universe joke at the end. You did one more like, joke. There is one more joke, no, and I, I cut said it, it off? needed one more It needs more one more yeah. no, joke, right? I now, feel... can I put you on the spot, Nick? Can you come up with a better ending for this on the fly, Ooh. using your, your knowledge uh, of the vast Marvel, Marvel Universe? Yeah, he, uh, he realizes that Tony Stark is there, and he's the one actually wearing the glove. Oh, good. Slight spoiler for everybody. <laughs> I mean, what if every progressive customer suddenly disappeared? Ha! <laughs> Actually, That's, okay, so that would be great. That would be a good. I was actually left with more questions than I felt like I uh -huh. had answers after this commercial. One: Why is there a guy trapped in a freezer? Oh and that yeah, was his, what, what is he montage. doing back there? I didn't know if this was like a mob thing or if like <laughs> he was just actually trapped. And for some reason, his friend didn't get the. I thought message. he was like a guy who worked in a meat locker. Right. Which he was I don't know what there. job that is. But I just it, figured it was some food server who was just hiding in the walk-in because he doesn't want to interact with the people <laughs> at the table. <laughs> if you have the glove, second of all, if you have the glove, how about no accidents? Like, you're an insurance You're totally right. That's That's I was thinking point. about that, too, because this is a super low bar for, like, he can do anything. He's yeah. going to save people up to 15% on their car insurance. But actually, it might be kind of wise because it's not going to shake up the entire universe if he does that, right? He's kind of yeah. like, I'm going to save people enough money that like, it yeah. affects their quality of life, maybe. Things are a little bit better for Geico customers. However, I haven't changed everything about the universe, no. and superheroes aren't going to come and reckon with me after. No one talks about how the gauntlet would have been much better used to have small, achievable goals. Flying cars. <laughs> right. You need little wins. Small wins. Yes. <laughs> Plus, that, that was Thanos' mistake. And if they really made, was thinking too big. If they made all the accidents disappear, that would be really bad news for Geico and Progressive and every insurance company. Because then no one would need insurance? Nobody would need insurance. Yeah. Which is what's so weird about this. Like, why didn't they pick something else from the Avengers universe to riff on? They clearly didn't have a great idea for it anyway, because there's no, like, finisher joke at the end. Why even go with the Infinity Gauntlet? So you're more offended that they picked the darkest aspect as a device for, you know, we're going to pick the tool that used, was used to end the universe, like half the universe. Instead, maybe you would have gone with, I don't know. Like Iron Man cars or something like that? Or? Yeah, just Iron Man cars. Yeah. I'm going to go on a little bit and say it probably Man had something cars. to do with money and connecting themselves to one of the yeah. biggest blockbusters. Yeah, or yeah. like he snaps his fingers, and I'm just going to go back to Tony Stark. Tony Stark loses all of his money, and that's what saves everybody 15% on the car insurance. Oh, wow. A redistribution just right. of wealth? That's just philanthropy, yeah. <laughs> uh, this next commercial we have on our list honestly confused me. I kept watching it. I had so many gripes with it, but it turns out I didn't understand it at all. Yeah, you were Genevieve missing had the, to, You did not know what the plot of this 30-second movie was, was about. Genevieve had to explain it to me. She tucked me in to bed at night. So um, can you, we play it? This is for Shadow of War, which I guess I was already a little bit lost there. That's a video game, right? That's true. Okay, yeah. see, I'm totally qualified it's to do the, this. from uh, the Lord of the Rings expanded universe. Oh, it is? Yeah. Oh, okay. <laughs> wow. <laughs> Eat it, Curry! Shadow of War. Nothing will be forgotten. All right. So my ignorant take on this commercial on Xbox One. was that 
It made no sense. Why would all of these people's names be Jerry? <laughs> it turns like, is, out I didn't get it. Why is he it. old in one iteration? He's like <laughs> right. wearing old man makeup. Genevieve, tell us the story the of this I'm commercial. I'm to tell you all the story of this commercial, which is that it is moving backwards in time. The, I don't know what that creature is. I called it an orc. If it's not an orc, I apologize. It's an orc. Um, but the orc is like saying eat it jerry to an old a very old man at the where he like sets his like little rascal on fire then a slightly younger version of that same man earlier in his life eat it jerry when he throws the thing at the boat then eat it jerry uh, when he's a young man and then we see what kicked all of this off decades prior was that jerry said eat it noog or whatever that orc's Eat name orc. was. You know what? I thought I got this commercial. I did not understand was, the backwards it's, timeline. It's backwards uh-huh. timeline. That makes me feel better. Dyer, did it's you understand this commercial? I love it a good sophisticated ad. It took me three ad. views to understand it eventually <laughs> when I realized they were using the same actor in different makeup yeah. throughout. And good. I, I'm not a fan of this commercial. I feel like I had to expend too many um, brain cells to actually get through it and to understand. I... Here's, here, let, me, let me give you a counter-argument for why this is a really good ad. So many of us watch ads now uh, only through things like Hulu or, you know, service, or like on YouTube, and we're only seeing things that are being sort of served to us, sometimes like the same ad over and over again, like because that's the one that's on the platform that you're using. I actually think that, and it drives people insane to see the same stupid ad 50 times, by the, by the 50th time, you hate the product, even if you didn't start hating it. I think it's smart to have an ad that is so complex and narratively uh, sort of convoluted that you actually do have to watch it a couple of times to even understand the story, and that you can have kind of a revelation about it. I think it keeps it, keeps it interesting. I yeah. felt like I would have I, I felt better if at the end of this there was like a moral to the story, like... <laughs> Be nice, you know. <laughs> you should be more polite. Because that's what sells gamers. video games. Yes. On the, you know, maybe we can we I can like develop those polite a, a nicer games. gamer culture, something like that. That would be nice. But I, what this thing made me do was just Google afterwards, like, what about this game? Is 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 what what are they trying to show me here? And apparently, for Shadow of War, which I own, but I have not gotten past the tutorial. Uh, Wait, you owned it and you yeah, didn't I know own, it? I own this game and I didn't even know this about it. How many video games do you have? I, apparently too many because I haven't wow. played this one. <laughs> Can I come over and play video games? Yeah. Absolutely. Awesome. <laughs> um, but so they have this uh, mechanic in this game where each of the orcs is individually named and they actually have a memory. And that's why he's able to say, eat it, Jerry, later on because he remembers seeing you before. But nothing is forgotten away, is yeah, real. Nothing is forgotten. The cool. orcs remember your interactions with them. This is super niche. That's really super cool, niche. actually. That makes me like this commercial a lot more. Not that it's just some clever thing, but it's actually advertising a very specific and unique part of the game, of the game that they're selling. That's pretty good. Um, all right, let's go back to 1984, if you guys will allow it. Do we have anything else to say on we'll this? allow it. All right. Were you born in 1984? <laughs> I just got some applause for 1984, so I wasn't sure exactly what that was. Orwell fan? <laughs> Oh, Orwell, right. Sorry, I'm not, I'm not too bright. Uh, all right, so this is for uh, Dungeons & Dragons, right? Some sort of a D&D product that was, like again, part of an expanded universe? Yeah, it's, a, it's, for, a, it's for a whole series of role-playing games. And uh, Andrew and I uh, have never really done any role-playing games, but we want to talk to you about uh, whether, whether this brings up any happy or painful memories. <laughs> Sorry for the sound quality. It's not going to be great. The 80s. Challenge your imagination to come alive 
combat to battle with the creatures of Dungeons and Dragons. Grapple against the forces of evil as a Marvel Comics superhero. Hunt adventure and glory as Indiana Jones. The all-new role-playing games of TSR and Dungeons and Dragons. Unleash the power of your imagination. Did you guys unleash the power of your imagination? Of course. Wait, this is 1984. Nick, were you born? I wasn't alive yet. Oh my <laughs> goodness gracious! Did you guys it was ever part play? Of my parents' imagination. <laughs> right? <laughs> are they available to join us on stage <laughs> they today? Are not. Did you guys ever play role-playing games? Yeah, I play D and D. Yeah. I would love to have access to those games, though. Like the Indiana Jones. Like, yeah. Well, like I think they referenced Doc Ock there that you didn't really see off to the side, just for the Marvel characters. Yeah. I mean, they got some licenses for that, and Indiana Jones. That's a perfect example for like a role-playing game. If you aren't drawn in by like the whole fantasy realm things that generally takes place in D and D, those would like draw me. The Marvel, especially, would draw me in. Let me ask you a question. Once you get to a certain skill level, like as a dungeon master, the person who's, you know, drawing up all the stuff, do you even need to buy any products or books anymore? Can you totally create it from your own imagination? Yeah. It, I mean, that's yeah, the thing yeah. about D&D that I think is kind of hilarious, that if you actually know D&D, you could probably do most of it yourself. Now, if you're like me, I'm never going to remember every single aspect of every single mythological character that they have stats for. And so you need a guidebook. You know, and then you need dice, you know, like a 20-sided die of some kind. But for the most part, it's really like a, a Dungeons & Dragons game is really made by good writers. Mm -hmm. If you have a dungeon master that knows how to plot, especially plot around you throwing the game into chaos half the time, that's what really makes the game. So really the, the key and core ingredients in this game that makes it, I think, better than any other game is the people. It really depends upon the people that are playing. Yeah, I realize the last thing I should be doing is plugging a, yet another podcast from someone who's not up here. But uh, I have never played D&D &D or any role-playing game, but I got super into the Adventure Zone, which is like... Oh, yeah. Uh, it's a D&D it's a &D podcast by the McElroy brothers. And they, uh, they played, like the, the season of the, sh of the show was, they played Dungeons & Dragons every week. And they told you like what the roles were and what happened, and it was so fun. It was so narratively interesting. And with their dad. Go, yeah, with their dad. <laughs> we don't even have to go that far too, because we have um, Critical Role is another one. Critical Role that's been on North. We've had Critical Role in Northwest Nerd, but Deborah Ann Wool, who's a guest here at the convention, has uh, Relics and Rarities, which is a very particular take on Dungeons and Dragons, where she brings in you know notable people and they play like a Dungeons and Dragons out of this kind of curiosity shop of sorts. It's another really fun um, way to watch it. It's on video. So it's oh, like, cool. Yeah. What's, the what's that called again? Relics and Rarities. Relics and if rarities. I'm getting that wrong, someone can scream at me, but I'm pretty sure that's <laughs> the name. No one's screaming. I just see heads okay. shaking. Good. <laughs> All right, let's go on. I think this might be the last commercial for this segment. Um, and this is for, I mean, Dyer, this was your idea to include this one. I mean, I don't know how well it fits our theme, but I couldn't not play this. Because I think this is problematic. And I remember this from my youth. <laughs> wow, this who's is the for, one taking yeah. shots at other podcasts now? <laughs> <laughs> this is for, uh, sh for an actual toy called Spy Tech that I had completely forgotten about until you played this for us. And Vives, do you want to play it? So this is a, um, a set of toys that you could buy so that you could essentially spy on your neighbors. Like, watch this commercial and answer the question, is kid. this sending the best message to children in the 80s? So we're going to play on this. Case 101. 
The Whistler's made his move. Use your spy tech binoculars to keep him in sight. He's coming your way. The spy tech intruder alert detects his movement. You've lost him. Set up the spy tech long range microphone. You can hear the smallest sounds like they were right up close. You've got him now. They have spy tech. They know spy tech. High tech equipment that works. Each sold separately, new from Tyco. Like, I remember wanting this really bad as a kid, but also knowing as a kid that this is kind of, I mean, this was all used on little sisters, right? And just like spy or older sisters. This is is how spy tech worked, okay? Because nobody who lived in that scenario actually got spy tech. It was kids out in the suburbs that had nothing else better to do. Or if you're my parents that didn't want to splurge to get the actual microphone, which is what I wanted, you got like the fingerprint set. So... Uh I fingerprinted everybody in my family, and, <laughs> and then I would I would go around my house and it's like, oh, it's my dad again. Uh, like, don't, like, Somebody's been using dad's razor. Exactly, it's like dad. Oh, dad used the doorknob for again. So like, but then there was like, you just hang out with your friends in the neighborhood and you would basically use these binoculars and shades and sound like sound uh, i don't know what that thing is called it's like a, a telescopic the, the the microphone it's like a shotgun mic yeah, but yeah. it's like a it's a shotgun mic yeah, yeah. It, it shoots out and gets like a thing so i found and i i, uh, I don't have my phone on me or else i would have looked it up but there's an ap story from 1990 and there's always been some parental group that likes to you know ruin fun for everybody <laughs> But this, in this case, it was called like uh, ATV, like accountability TV. And they were bringing up a petition against uh, spy tech because essentially they were like saying, you're weaponizing our children to spy on all the neighbors in the neighborhood. And they particularly pointed out that microphone and they were pointing out, it was like, yeah, I was in home. And then my neighbor kid knew exactly what I was talking about with my husband over dinner. Oh, but that's such BS. I can tell from this commercial that that microphone is garbage. Yes. Like, that's the thing. Like, I know that that, that thing doesn't work. I was able to track a whistler through the, Were you? Through the park. <laughs> Actually, I, I had like the knockoff spy tech and none of it worked. Yeah. Right, right. It's none it's, of it. It's so I have to say, I'm normally not, I don't normally come down on the side of the sort of like uh, anti-fun, moralizing <laughs> parent groups, but I agree that this one did sort of try to weaponize our children. And in like, I feel like it was sort of eerily prescient too, because mm-hmm. we are sort of in a highly surveilled society now. Like maybe this is why. The, the thing is, it, there's you have another commercial here. That yeah, you want to look at the, yeah. the other. And one actually, because... while Genevieve, while you load that, I actually found that original article you were talking about, Dyer. Yeah. Here's a little clip from it. Oh, won't somebody please think of the children? As <laughs> a direct quote from that family organization, <laughs> that I just happened, I just happened to have it here. Yeah. Um, all right. So this is the next spy tech this commercial. This is the one that actually that bothered me the most because like that one is like okay funny haha it was back in the 90s this one they these kids dressed up like macgyver you you just watch just watch what you think the message is case 109 a stranger is on your block with your spy tech rear view glasses you've got him in sight you leave a message in code your partner uses his spy tech watch to decode it is it the movie that's pretty cool Where'd he go? Oh, this is... This'll find him. You placed a truck. Oh, he's in an adult theater. Get out the black light. Footprints. Cancel the plan. They have spy tech. Spy tech. High tech equipment that works. New from Tyco. Spy on strangers. Now they just call it nextdoor.com. The first line is, there's a stranger (laughs) on your block. (laughs) 
<laughs> right. You don't know them. I, I want to point out that actor there is actually, I forget his name, something Campbell, he, uh, the, the bad guy they're following around. He ended up being the therapist on Monk. Really? Yeah, so. I love Monk. Dude, shout out to Monk pull. there. Dang. Yeah, sorry, that's how nerdy I am. Wow. That that's took me awesome. all night before I can go to sleep, and I was like, oh, yeah, Monk. <laughs> that's where you got um, it from. Also, did they foil an actual crime? He, he like, yeah, both of those. Something. Yeah, There's both an, of those, they call off crimes yeah. at the end. We don't know what they are, but uh, just by them watching whoever it is. There's another one where they go to the zoo and they actually place a tracker. It's another part of the parents that were not, you could actually place a tracker on somebody and then use something oh to my track, God. like a little beeper thing. Um, and they, they foiled the zookeeper's plans. They, they never say what they're doing, but at, at <laughs> the end of it, they're all like, we're being watched. We better behave. We would have gotten away with it too. Yeah. Oh all right. God. Let's wrap up that part of the uh, segment there. Unless you had anything to say, Vives, did I jump on you? No, it's fine. I'm just like, I'm just appalled by the, by the what is presented as the ideal scenario for these toys. They're really terrible. All right. Uh, you guys ready for some quiz? I'm up for it. Oh, it quiz. Wait, what, what it are we quiz. calling it again, Nick? It, it quiz what it quiz? <laughs> Compliments of one segment. Nick. It quiz what it quiz. <laughs> Nick Jaren. All right, Dyer. I know nothing about this quiz other than you said it might be the best thing in the world or the worst thing so in the world. So we've had quizzes on Northwest Nerd. That's our theme music there, by the way, by a local band called the Hoot Hoots that I love giving shout-outs to. Um, I've done quizzes where I have made them too hard or obscure, and we've just never aired them unless we want to make fun of ourselves. Uh, and Which so we did. We eventually aired those. And then I've made ones where like Nick's like, dude, seriously, uh, at least try. So this is going to have a little bit of uh, something from the left field too, because I don't, I've never quizzed you guys. I don't know exactly where, you know, the proper medium is for these questions. So we're going to kind of, we're going to learn together. I have you just, will you angle that like a little bit more? Thank you. Okay. Are you trying not to cheat, Nick? I'm trying not to cheat. Nice. I have nine questions. And they span stuff from Northwest Nerd. They span stuff from like advertising and uh, slogans and things like that. Um, and together we will, and I have hints for each one if we need to. How this will work is whoever answers first, oh. so like raise their hands, they get an answer. Oh, we're doing raise, don't shout it out, but like raise our hands. Ra- raise your hands. Okay. okay. I have a feeling a bunch of people here are going to know exactly what the answers are, so just don't help them out <laughs> in any way. Or help us out. Yeah. That's um, another option. Maybe if you guys want to do like a shout out at the end, like I can't decide, then you'll see what the audience thinks. Yeah. I might allow that because there's some multiple choice here. Um, and I have hints for each of these if you guys need them. Um, and then I will tally up the scores and we're done. All right. Great, let's do it. Let's okay. do this. Should we play a little bit of quiz music? Do you want some quiz music underneath? Yeah. yeah. Ooh. All right. Um... So we watched a commercial for that Chef Boy RD, and we introed that with the great Ramones playing that Spider-Man theme song. In the 80s, during the same time, the Ramones also wrote an original song for another pop culture work. It was a movie. They wrote an original song for a movie. Can you name that song? Go. Uh, Nick had his hand. All I right. did it. I wasn't sure if I was allowed to raise my hand before you were but done I asking say, the question. I'll say go. Okay, cool. Yeah. I'm gonna cede this one to Andrew. Then okay. I raised no, no, it no. Super I think early. you. No, no. I, I think the rule. Uh, we didn't talk about this. Uh, <laughs> I think the rule should be like as soon as you think you know, you can raise your hand. So if Nick okay. did okay, it first, cool. I, I would I would cede it to Nick. Okay. Is it Rock and Roll High School? 
No. That's what I was going to say, because they oh, did do Rock and Roll okay. High School. That was their yeah. movie. I do you believe they included That's not what I was going for. Um, I might give you points on that anyway, but... I'll take the points. Thank you. Okay. <laughs> uh, I, any, any further guesses for I'll make one movie? guess, but I know I'm wrong. Was it Archie's or Archie-related? No. Okay. Uh, Genevieve, you're still out there, so I'm going to give the hint. Yeah, I'll take the hint. Movie based on a Stephen King novel. Oh, oh I know. Dang it. Did I already use up all my... All my chances? Yeah. Let me think about this. All right, it's a Stephen King novel, and it's the Ramones, and it's the 80s. Mm-hmm. I, can I give Genevieve the next hint if she wants one? <laughs> Go for so it. Stupid. it. They don't come back, right? Oh, Pet Cemetery. There you go. They right? did a Pet right. Cemetery nice. song? Boy, I wish they we did. Yes, they did the, the, the end credits for Pet Cemetery. Yeah. No kidding. Remember right. that now. All right. Number two, watch the Geico Gecko commercial. When I'm going to give you uh, four years. Name the correct year that aired the very first talking Geico Gecko commercial. We're going to start with 1999, 2001, 2003, or 2005. Nick. I'm going to say 99. That is correct. Geico's Uh, been around forever. Do you know who first voice? Oh, that's my bonus question. (laughs) Oh. Do, the, do you want to answer the bonus question? Who was the voice? Can we say it at the same time? Because I also know. <laughs> wow. Kelsey, Kelsey Grammer. That's really? It. Yeah. The he was original. briefly the gecko. I think he did the first commercial, and maybe after that, they got rid of him. Yeah. Yep. Yeah. There was one way other voice too actor. like low and gravelly for a gecko. And he wasn't even English. Yeah. Huh. Or whatever the gecko is. Cockney. I think it's Cockney. Uh, number three. I am going to uh, give you five slogans for McDonald's, which have been used over the years. One of these is fake. I want you to point out the imposter. I like this question already. These are used for McDonald's. Let's eat out. It's good. (laughs) You deserve a break today. Food, folks, and fun. What you want is what you get. Wait. All right, Andrew, hands up. Um, it's good. Yeah, that's correct. Apparently didn't fool it's, you too much. <laughs> what, is that, so I'm right? You are correct. So it was, sure it was the was one that was so obviously untrue. Right. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not a good liar is what they're saying. Wow. All right. I think uh, Genevieve was making a comment on the state of McDonald's. Wait, so like food, folks, and fun is I a real I remember one? that one. Food, yeah, it was when computers yeah. became a thing and there was like... <laughs> You could see, like, Hamburglar in a weird computer game. and it That was, was the fun. That, yeah, it was food. And then there was, like, a. it wasn't a rap, but it wasn't far off of it, of, like, uh, Ronald McDonald doing, like, a dance of food, folks, and fun. And, food. and it was, and hmm. kids were dancing with them. Anyway. David Lynch directed a lot much. of interesting commercials. <laughs> Number four, we didn't do a Superman commercial. No, we didn't. We had one Superman commercial that we almost played, which was for Superman peanut butter. Honestly, does anybody remember or have they eaten Superman peanut butter before? I didn't no. even know that was a thing. It was, no. it was super. Well, moving on. Uh, fourth question is here about Superman. Um, we've talked about Superman quite a bit on the show, so a lot of this information has kind of come up before, especially for true Superman fans. A very common theme in Superman films, and frankly a lot of Superman storylines, is the Christ figure illusion. If you look for it, it's always there. Here's the thing. Superman was not initially based on the Christ figure illusion. There's another biblical character that Superman was based on. Can you name that character? 
Uh, Nick's got his hand up. Uh, Moses? It was Moses. What? What? Yeah. How? Why? He's surely off of another culture, sent down the river to another, uh, and then he grows up with them. Yeah. My guess was going to be Samson. Oh, that would make sense. That's too. pretty good. Be good. All I could think of was Job, and I can't think of anybody less Superman y than Job. <laughs> so I didn't buzz in if anybody's curious about my thought process. Oh, yeah, thank you. Thank you for that. Yeah. One. I have five celebrities for question number five. I, they are all from Washington except for one. Can you name me which of uh, these following celebrities are not actually from Washington State? And I'm going to clarify. When I mean from Washington State, I mean. Grew up here, went to school here. Maybe they were born somewhere else, and the parents brought them when they were two or something like that. From Washington State. All right, so we're going to go off. One is Chris Pratt, Adam West, Kyle McLaughlin, Matt Groening, and Anna Ferris. I'll raise my hand. Andrew. Uh, Matt Groening. That is correct. All right. Matt Groening is from Portland, Oregon. Oh, shoot. I thought you said Northwest. No, Washington State. Ah, that's Sorry. Right. <laughs> Everybody else, yeah. Uh, Kyle McLaughlin's from Yakima, Adam West from Walla Walla, Anna Ferris Edmonds, and Chris Pratt, Lake Stevens. The right. important thing is I'm winning, right? <laughs> I should probably put down your point. Yes, you, you would question winning. the importance of yes. that, but yes, you are winning. <laughs> okay. Uh, another guest that we've mentioned here, Lee Pace. Is a guest here at Ace this year. Um, plays Ronan in the MCU. Uh, he's in a show that I loved called um, Pushing Daisies. For anybody that actually remembers that. Oh, that was him. I do remember that? Cool. Yeah. By me. Realize that. Um, more recently, though, he has played the main character in a movie based on a true story. So here's a question. This story took place in the 70s and 80s. It is about an iconic car. With the same name as the main character that he plays, can you name that car or the main character? Iconic car from the 80s that Lee Pace starred as. Is it a real car? Real car. True story. And I have a hint. So it can't be Knight Rider. <laughs> Was Knight Rider a true story? <laughs> no? <laughs> We're saying no I to that? So, no. It is. Okay. Yeah. Also, Knight Rider wasn't the car. I know. <laughs> it was Kit. <laughs> you can cool it on that buzzer. All right, here's can't. a hint. We've covered this story on Northwest and Nerd, and it involves a highly publicized FBI drug controversy. This is a, this is a movie about a car that is also a man that is also a drug controversy. You know, like, people this. in the crowd who are all disappointed that we don't know this. <laughs> is it Bumblebee? No, all right, no, no. This is not a guy that turns into a car. Yeah. They share a name together. Okay. The only car name I can think of that is also a movie and a guy name is Tucker. All right. I'm going to call this one as a fail on my part. I'm going to uh, throw this out here. Here's all my hints. I mean, other people know it. I didn't Time know. Machine. Car com- this car company is still alive today in one form or another. It went under in the 80s, but there is a dealership oh, for DeLorean. this car company. DeLorean. There you go. All DeLorean. Right. Huh. All right. Now, let me ask, did you say that you guys had already talked about that on Northwest Nerd? Uh, the Northwest is home to a very uh, significant cluster of DeLorean owners. There's a club out here. We have our own dealership in Bellevue, and yeah, we covered that. I remember my, sis- so my sister got to ride in the DeLorean parade for the uh, Emerald City Comic Con a That's couple right. years yeah. ago. It was a big deal. I mean, I think what I was getting at there though is Nick do you listen to your podcast oh yeah for sure okay <laughs> definitely <laughs> 
Okay. I'm How many more questions? I can't hold that much information in my brain. Two more questions. Three. I feel like this is my. I'm going to come back strong. I don't think I have any points on the board. It's okay. Actually, yeah, we're pretty even and even here. All right. So we're going to talk about another guest at the con this year, Deborah Enwall. Um, she was in True Blood. Uh, she's in a range of Marvel Netflix shows as Karen Page. Now, recently, she auctioned off a Funko Pop to raise money for the nonprofit Fight Blindness. It was signed by herself, Charlie Cox, Elodie Young, and Rosario Dawson. Can you tell me what Marvel character was this pop? And a hint for that is the actors that I just told you. Nick. Thank God, Nick, because... <laughs> yeah. Daredevil. No. Daredevil. Daredevil? Yes. Cool. What is it? Daredevil. Daredevil. Daredevil is also blind, and they were all in the Netflix show Daredevil together. Gotcha. Her, her husband also uh, suffers from a certain type of d- degenerative disease that she raises money for as well. They've been very vocal about it. Whoa. How do you guys feel about Daredevil, the TV show? I like it. Yeah? For some reason, I heard you start with the D, and I thought you were going to ask me about degenerative disease, and I was like, do not have a take on that. I think we should. Well, I think they're bad. Yeah, generally. I think we should fight for a cure. Uh, yeah, no, I, the, the Daredevil got a lot of, uh, lot of good buzz, right? And I, uh, I had trouble getting into it myself. Personally, and I wasn't sure. I season one is good. It starts high, and it kind of takes a dip for me, but it ends out really strong. Gotcha. Is it, does it... Um, is it compare favorably to the Ben Affleck movie? Is that why it's like pretty palatable because the movie was so uh, bad? That's, that's some tough competition. <laughs> it's much better than the Ben Affleck one, yeah. All right. He's not on. here, right? Ben? Ben, is that you? <laughs> Two more questions. It's been a while. <laughs> this one I'm hoping somebody will get. The Funko Funcast was just on this stage just a couple of hour ago, uh, hours ago. Uh, Funko is from Everett, local company. They are a nostalgic toy company founded in 1998. And they first started out making bobbleheads of this classic burger joint mascot. Hmm. What was that mascot? It's a classic burger joint bobblehead. Um, uh, <clears throat> raised hand? Yes. Uh, Big Mac. No. Mm. It's close, yes. I don't think it's this, but is it Ronald McDonald? No. Do you want, do you want the hints? I want the hint. The founder's name was Bob Wyan. She knows. <laughs> Who knows? <laughs> Somebody of, out there knows? Who's the, the Funko fan? <laughs> Come on. No. Is it the Burger King? No. No? I hate to buzz somebody I don't know, but you got to get a buzz. Finally, I've stumped somebody. Oh, wait, this guy right here. Big boy. Big boy it was? Uh, oh, boy. Okay. oh, right. Kind of going obvi- there. That's an obvious yeah. one for yeah. a bobblehead. I see it. Yeah. All right. That's All right. nice. All right. I'm still winning. Um, what is the final question? Final question. I'm going to name you some movies here. Point Break. Goonies. Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles 3. Oh. And Kindergarten Cop. What do all these movies have in common, Nick? They all uh, are in Astoria, Oregon. Yes. All oh. of these films, well, at least in, they were all filmed in part in Astoria, Oregon, I should say. The final yeah. scene in Point Break is Astoria, Oregon. I thought for sure that they all reveal the secret of the slime. Isn't that what, uh, what is uh, Teenage Mutant Ninja Turtles? It's, it's yeah, the it's secret of the ooze. Oh, the secret of the two. ooze. Oh, it's so ooze. number two. Right. Are you saying yeah. ooze or booze? <laughs> I was saying booze. All right, so uh, do you, have you actually been keeping a tally over there? I have been keeping I a so. tally. Uh, I might have been favorable to my own podcast. Oh, my gosh. Our winner, Nick Jaren. Are you serious? Oh, my gosh. I won How did point. that happen? Astoria, 
Wow. Yeah. Congratulations, Nick. I'd really like to audit that. Thank you. (laughs) You can sell anything. You can sell anything. All right, that's all the time we have for uh, today. Is there anything that you guys want to promote? Like maybe your podcast, Northwest Nerd. Oh, I love to promote my podcast, Northwest Nerd. We're on all of the uh, the podcast platforms. Just search for NW Nerd Podcast, and you'll see the the logo. It's super easy to find. Uh, we're also on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. We post a bunch of nerdy stuff over there as well. We do our stuff by seasons, and we actually just wrapped up season three, so there's tons of content there for you to listen to. And then uh, we have some special stuff going on throughout the summer as well. All right, awesome. And again, that's Nick Jarn and Dyer Oxley. Genevieve has and I uh, host After These Messages, which comes out every Tuesday. We look at TV commercials and uh, anything else that we should say. Oh, I guess we have a new slogan that you're very proud of that I did not mention at the top of the show. We got hot takes on commercial breaks. That's, that's what we got. <laughs> Check us out. We're on any, uh, any podcast platform. Uh, you can find us on Facebook. Uh, it's a really fun group. After These Messages is the public group there. And if you are uh, in the mood to do email, you can email us after these messages show at Gmail, and uh, you can tell we're the older half of the table since there's like a lot less social media savvy. Yeah, right. Oh, email us or uh, call us using call us on the phone. Well, there's just a lot less <laughs> thirst on that side of the table. Right. Like, please send follow us a letter in the mail. Right. Yes, PO box. <laughs> All right. Thanks everybody for sticking around for the silliness. Um, thanks to Alex Ray uh, and everyone at Ace for having us here. Um, Judson, Darren. Thanks, guys, for doing all the technical stuff. And uh, we'll see the rest of you guys on the Internet. But I feel lucky. Extreme home makeover. Couldn't touch me. Backyards, kittens, puppies, 401ks, Vavos, yuppies. A special thanks to Andrew Walsh and Genevieve Haz with After These Messages. It was a pleasure. And frankly, it was quite fun to step into their format of commercial critique. And thank you to Ace Comic-Con, who hosted us at their event. Northwest Nerds theme music is by the Hoot Hoots. There is more special summer content coming up, so if you haven't, subscribe on your favorite podcast app. Follow us on Facebook, Instagram, and Twitter, and while you're at it, why not throw us a nice little review so we look good to the higher-ups. And until next time, this is Dyer Oxley with Northwest Nerds.